Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring Drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of Fail. We should talk about our, our featured guest for today. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is our second pass at this. But uh, Zero isn't with us today because uh, he has more important things like, you know, family and friends. No, he's friends. drunk and throwing up in a toilet. Yeah, probably. No, I mean, he, it could be both. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it is the holiday season. And uh, Ip Man 4 came out uh, locally for us uh, Westerners here. So we decided to watch it. And today we have with us uh, Rob, who is, uh, I don't know if you know him very well, Mark. I don't know. I I I already made this joke once before. (laughs) Uh, That's why I'm having deja vu. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rob, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, How do you know Mark? He is my lost brother. Yeah. Lost brother. Yes, yes. I was adopted. He was adopted. He's my I favorite like, brother. Actually. I feel like Mari. I feel I'm yeah. so <laughs> reuniting families. <laughs> so we're going from zero to hero, which is another Donnie N movie, I believe. No. <laughs> um, You're such so, a rogue. Oh my god. That's also Star Wars <laughs> Donnie N movie. Rogue One. <laughs> Thank you for that transition, Mark. Oh my god, I almost His most established role, obviously. Um, <laughs> mind you, we did not watch the movie when we were drunk. But uh, we are pretty gone right now. But that will not stop us from oh giving a uh, an apt review of this episode. <clears throat> um so It Man Four, the uh I think I think it's the fourth no, not really. Not technically I was gonna say it's the fourth movie. Uh, of the technically series. the fifth. It's technically the fifth because we have a spin-off. Um it's Rob's First viewing of an Ip Man movie, period. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, Confirmed, <laughs> correct. Confirmed. <laughs> I thought uh, it was Geek Squad. Uh, I know. Ip I asked. Man IP address. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> IP address one nine two point two one six eight point zero. So, uh, Rob, what do you think of IP Man um, as a whole, as a standalone film? IP Man four. I very much enjoyed it as a martial arts movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't really have a baseline to go off of anything else, but overall, it was pretty darn good. Okay, okay. I'm I'm very curious to to elaborate on that or you know that that point because uh, obviously Mark and I, uh, yeah, we've we've covered the previous Ip Man IP Man movies in previous episodes, and you know, like I I personally hold the first one in high regard. And the second one, and the second, third one's a little less, but you know, I still like them a lot. Yeah. Um. But you know, I, I I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of someone who hasn't seen those movies, and still kind of appreciate them. So you know, like, I'm like getting your take on this would be kind of nice. And you know, like, what did you say before? Like, do you do you think you would watch the other Ip Man movies now? Based on this one, I would definitely. Um, this one. Let's see. So, like, plot line was pretty good. I expected a little bit more action coming into it, mm-hmm. but I think the plot kind of gave a little bit of a plus. Okay. Um, I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan, so that in itself was kind of cool to see him being acted by. What's the actor's name? 
uh, uh, Danny Chan. Danny Chan. Mm-hmm. And I'm a pretty huge fan of Scott Atkins, so his role as, without any spoilers, was pretty neat as well. Right. And I like the vibe, San Francisco, 19, what, 70s, early 70s, uh, late 60s. 64? Well, you said that was like 64. 60s. 60s. Yeah, early 60s, yeah. And as we said earlier, it was kind of like that filter going over the movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of giving that vibe of retro nostalgia. Yeah, yeah they had an Instagram filter over the whole screen. <laughs> yes, yeah. they did. <laughs> yeah, they filmed it on, on the one iPhone. They they had the same filter for Master Z and maybe the third one. Mm-hmm. It was very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. The first one was actually like monochromatic. Like legit. It really? was just everything was no saturation. Like everything was just dark. Yeah, right, right, right. So exactly. depressing. Well, I mean, yeah, like that makes sense. And, and yeah. within the universe of the <laughs> the, the cinematic Ip Man universe, <laughs> uh, this spans from the the senior Japanese War. So we're talking about like the twenties, thirties. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's just say thirties, and then we're moving up to the the sixties. And oh God, it's so weird to to not recycle jokes. But even mm. Donnie Yen looks really good for someone who's in his. 60s, 70s. I thought he was 79. Hmm? I thought he was 79. Uh, well, you said it. You hmm. said that he was no, 79 when he passed. Said it. Well, he passed away. Uh, <gasps> the, Spoiler the, alert. The, oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Damn. Um, I, in case you guys don't know, this is uh, literally called Ip Man for the, f- the final chapter. No, no, no. The final funeral. <laughs> Aren't all funerals final? <laughs> Not in the afterlife. <laughs> um, unless you're living in the uh, night of the living dead. Um, this Jesus! is called the final chapter. <laughs> Jesus. Merry Christmas, everybody. Apparently. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Donnie Yen is back in this role for the final time. He has said it in all the social media postings, saying that like this will be his final kung fu film, and this will be his final... Uh, performance as Ip Man, which is Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Although he doesn't quit in the movie because he smokes all those cigarettes. Oh man. Yeah. He's fighting cancer and baddies all at the same time. I mean we find out what he can't beat in the end. Oh <laughs> long term cancer in which he lives for another ten years. <laughs> uh yeah. so this this suddenly got really dark. Uh <laughs> So, um, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious. Like, this is definitely going to be the final film. And, and I'm, I'm glad. And, and That it's over? The ride's over? Well, no. Because, like, I, I, like the, I like the idea that there's finality to film series. One, especially mm-hmm. when a film, like, a filmmaker can commit to that idea. Again, like, if we're, if we're talking about the Halloween series, you know, like, when a filmmaker says, like, oh, this literally the subtitles, like, Halloween, the final chapter, yeah. and then they make, like, seven films after yeah. that. Like, it's it's kind of, like, a jip. Um, but, like, it, in the end, I, I mean, I this is a spoiler, but, you know, it, it's kind of obvious what happens. But, you know, like, what... Even though this is, this is kind of a spoiler, you can still enjoy the movie. And we're not giving out other details. Um, we'll leave the, the spoiler section for the second half of this review. Um, and for that, it's fine. If there's some sort of truck or um, fire truck or something it's like that. Outside. Yeah, New York. Um, <laughs> the We'll leave a spoiler section for the end of this review. Um, but we can still give out our you know uh, recommendations in terms of the action, 
the overall uh, like a movie going experience of this film, and you know, like just everything regarding the, the film as a whole. Um, before we talk about the spoilers, so we'll leave that for the second half, and we'll warn you guys when we get there. Yeah. Um, so well, actually, I was really interested, in Bentley. What do you think about this movie? Um, my dog is uh, he, he's, he's 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 pleasing himself right Bentley. now. <laughs> Bentley. Um, okay. We're, yeah. we're just gonna d- d- we're just gonna stop d- so we can watch my dog um, <laughs> lick himself. Okay, let's let's not bore our listeners right now because <laughs> they have no idea what we're talking about. Um, yeah. So what do you think, Will? Me? Mm-hmm. Uh, whoa! I feel so honored. I'm on the spot there. Now. I know. Um, it's only like you started the podcast. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we started the podcast. Okay, don't don't put all the onus on me. Um, There's no you and team. What? <laughs> Uh, so, you know, like for me, uh, you guys know you that my, it man one is I hold in high regard. That movie is almost flawless in terms of drama, in terms of action. Well, I mean, a little less on action, but I, like in terms of drama, I actually like that first movie a lot. I hold that movie in, in high regard in terms of like filmmaking in general. Wilson Yip knocked it out of the park. Mm. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Donnie Yen's portrayal of the character is spot on. It's weird because you wouldn't think that having a Mary Sue in a movie would be, you know, interesting. Because like, you know, like having an int- like a perfect character who's infallible, who isn't capable of any error in any sort of way, yeah. it'd be interesting. But it, you know, like the drama it does revolve around like uh, his his uh, not physical flaws, but like everything involving him, like his. His relational, uh, you know, problems yeah. and such. He's fucked like, up in every way except for his martial art. Yeah, yeah, and and that, yeah, exactly that's a good way to describe it. And it Ben Four kind of elaborates on that, and like this time, it's not really. It, yeah, it kind of is regarding his uh, relational issues, but all, you know, because you know uh, he has some problems with his son, uh, a la the resolution of what happened at It Man Three. You know, but the um, spoiler alert: the the wife dies. I haven't so. seen any of these. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Uh-oh. well. Um, spoilers. <laughs> um, Good luck. <laughs> so has he grown over these four movies? Stay the same. That's debatable. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It, it, it man. I was supposed to say it man's character. It man is the character. He uh-huh. uh, he he really kind of stays the same. So. Do, I don't know. It's been a while since we talked about the other Ip Man movies. My my theory has always been that like Ip Man Four should have been a completely different story. Uh, like, and let's entertain the thought. Okay, this is my. If I was, you're a, right. He should have went to Vietnam to fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, Doctor Manhattan, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, wrong movie. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, let's entertain the thought that um, because Rob, you haven't watched the previous three movies. the The entire premise of the previous three movies has been Donnie Yen is taking shit from foreigners. Mm-hmm. Um, he is constantly oppressed by foreigners. Yeah. So my theory, or my if I were to pitch a movie to you know um, you know like like the 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 producers for this Nationals. would have been like not to <laughs> not to demonize uh, Donnie Yen's character but to kind of like um, add a little context to you know like the previous three films because he went through a lot of shit like dealing with like foreign bigotry and racism 
um, that Donnie, like Ip Man, would have would be the one who be against um, Bruce Lee sharing his trade secrets to the foreigners and such. You know, like because well, I mean that's what Bruce Lee's always been about. Like Bruce Lee's been about you know like uh, I want to share um, you know like my ideologies, my martial arts to the rest of the world, whether or not whether or not they're Chinese. So like I thought the uh, the concept of like Bruce Lee versus Donian, but Bruce Lee versus Ip Man, like not in terms of like physicality, but in terms of like ideologies, would have been a very interesting movie. Um, obviously, we didn't get that because Ip Man is perfect. Yeah. So, in terms of like not only physicality but moral standing, he has to be like, oh well, I I am on side of the the idea that like oh just because you're white or black or purple. Um, you guys, you know, like, it doesn't matter what you are. Um, we can make a change and just look in the man in the mirror. Um, <laughs> man in the mirror. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what you are. You know, like, uh, it, it, you know, like equality for all kind of uh, mentality. But it feels like it kind of doesn't work with the, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of drama that could have uh, arisen from, you know, all the, the, the tribulations that he faced in the previous films. That was my that was my hesitation with watching this film because, like, like again, I thought my concept was like it man's too much of a Mary Sue. Mm-hmm. He's too perfect. Um, but um, you know, even though they didn't go with my route because it's fucking perfect. <laughs> um, even though they didn't go with that, that you're the real Mary Sue. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't go with that 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 movie pitch idea. Um, the way that they went with it, I thought was fine. I think that, you know, it man still represents the moral high ground and it's, it's fine. Like it still stays within his character, but having a little variety to what he, you know, he, his, his, uh, his like to, to establish that he's not perfect would have been a little bit more interesting for the fourth installment. It's a good way to put it. It's very, uh, he, it's almost like he changes his ideology depending on the situation. So he's in constant moral turmoil mm-hmm. <laughs> regarding his own beliefs. So, and that's why he raised the fucked up son. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but it, it's just one of those things. It's like, oh, well, like in the first movie, it's all about like nationalism and, yeah. and getting it together. And then the second, well, actually it's like mostly, about nationalism in the first and second, third debatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Master Z won't include that just because it's a different movie, right, not so in the in, yeah. not in the conversation. And then the fourth one, it's like he's beaten, been beaten down, and you kind of don't know whether or not um, because everybody around him, even his own age, is totally against what he believes in. So you don't know if he's necessarily just been like an old man who's beaten down who doesn't give a fuck anymore. Or if he's just one of these guys who has like really high moral standing, right? Um, so it's really, really strange. If we're gonna get into the philosophy of it, yeah, of it all, but that's not why we're here. No, yeah, no. no, I mean, like, I like we're we're not here to critique like the direction that they went with, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, but there's I, flaws to be said. See, like when it <laughs> when Ip Man Four was initially pitched or like announced, like, oh, we're gonna be, we're gonna do this movie. And like one, I found it really weird. Like it's four. And the number four is always a weird number to end on. Yeah. Uh, for a franchise, but sure, they're gonna go with it. Sure, and and this is 
it feels pretty definitive because again spoilers it's called the final chapter and the movie literally starts with uh donnie Yen receiving news that he he has the cancer oh cancer yes yeah um and then he starts selling meth and he uh he's he, a cancer he lives out inside he's not reading RV. his horoscope <laughs> i'm a leo <laughs> I'm not a <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> uh, but anyways, like the the you know, like I I thought you know before when they announced the the movie, I thought like oh, it wouldn't be interesting if you know there's some sort of like uh, strife between Bruce Lee and Ip Man in terms of like sharing you know secrets, everything I just said before. Um, they didn't go that route, but you know, like like after watching the movie, I think it's fine. Um, it kind of throws a little bit of the Ip Man conventions out the window. And I, I don't, me saying this to you listeners and also you to, to, to you, Rob might, um, make this apparently a, like a transparent for you, but, um, all the previous Ip Man movies follow this weird format, uh, where it's, uh, it's like two movies stitched together, two plot lines stitched together, if not more. Yeah, do, do you know, do you follow him? I oh, mean, yeah, Mark, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've brought this up in previous yeah, yeah, yeah. episodes. Yeah, like, especially, like, let, let's, let, for example, like, the first movie, it, it's, like, one storyline um, starts and ends, and then at the halfway mark, another storyline starts, and then towards the end of the movie, it ends. It always feels like, it's not a three-act structure. None of the Ip Man movies no, have been no. three-act structures. It's always, like, two-act structures, like, here's one story, it's done, and then here's another story, and then it's done. They t- and sometimes they tend to actually skip the uh, mm-hmm. three-act, mm-hmm. so they go from like two to four or something like mm-hmm. that, depending on which movie we're talking about. What would you guys right. think of this one as far so, as storyline? Right, so this yeah. is weird because it doesn't do that. It's like a weird parallel, like there's a lot layered. Of, yeah, yeah. It's like they finally layered. grew up, and they're like, "Hey, yeah. oh, we know how to make a movie now." No, no. Well, I wouldn't say that because I, you know, like, the, the, I'm not going to denounce how you know the the filmmaking quality of the previous films. This one has a lot of like final bosses. Yeah, <laughs> yes. We have a lot of uh, complications it, in this movie. It's it's final bosses in all different dungeon levels it's basically what it is it's like bowser and koopa oh my god all of them and that egg egg and that pink egg sucking one (laughs) wait 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 all right rob rob you're 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 the you're you're the fresh face here um let let can you summarize the synopsis of ip man 4 for us Oh lord! Yeah, without without spoilers, you know, like just generally speaking, like like what is the story? The story about for the listeners, besides that he has cancer. But what, uh, besides that, yeah. Hmm. Other than cancer, <laughs> that's the movie. <laughs> the end. It's like a synergy of family life and a former protege leading him to San Francisco. Former protege being Bruce Lee, yeah, your idol, and <laughs> correct, and uh, I would say some as a generic term, gang war, but more like military and local. I don't want to give up too much plot line. No, no, like, no, 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 no. You don't no, have to. We'll, we'll save yeah. that for the spoiler section. Let's know? just say family, no but... former protege, lead him to San Francisco, along with his health diagnosis. You have some gang wars, and then mm-hmm. uh, honor kind of culminating covering like different layers and it's almost like three to four pronged approach in the storyline where all these things need to be met yeah 
That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a general synopsis of the the film. You know, he's he's here to get a letter of recommendation for his son, so he can he, he, he wants he wants to mm-hmm. make up with his son and have a good relationship. He wants right. to get his son into a good school right. so that when he dies. Because he has cancer. Mm-hmm. Well, he won't because share that information with cancer. his family. Yeah. <laughs> um, he right. uh, he wants to get his son into a good school so that right. when he passes away, he's good standing. Yeah. Um, he has something to lean on. Mm-hmm. And as well as uh, he encounters like three other situations. So all of a sudden <laughs> he has a um, racial issue uh, where he... Let's let's get into that a little bit. Well, I well, think that's well, such let me let me let me just say that as like a blanket statement, and then we can get into it. He he's got now like a fucking racial issue that he has to deal with because um, the Chinese uh, are being um, uh, there's prejudice against the Chinese in the U.S. in San Francisco because that's where the setting is. Um, he won't, needs a letter of recommendation. Uh, so that's like another side goal for his son. It's it's like a part two to one of his other plans. So there's just these multiple tiers of little missions that he must complete. Mm-hmm. And none of them are necessarily structured in a linear fashion. Some of them do like leaps and hurdles and zigzags and, you know, mm-hmm. cl- counterclockwise and clockwise motions. And <laughs> Rob gets that reference because that's a parasite reference. Sorry. <laughs> Go on, go on. And um, and he sort of has like a surrogate daughter momentarily. Oh, that's right. That's right. Right, 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 right. Where so, so not only is he a bad father to his own son, but now he's become like a stepfather figure. Right. But well, that's a good and parallel for him. He advocates fighting and martial arts for the surrogate daughter, but, but does it the son. which is like a yin and yang. Yeah, that's true. Whoa, Whoa, you just What's threw us some on? Asian stuff in there. I did. Let's talk about the uh, quote-unquote, the Asian bigotry. <laughs> the Or the, the bigotry, I mean, in this movie. Um, <laughs> man, um, there's a lot of themes of, you know, like prejudice and, you know, like... Um, you, know, you mean when it's not sides. spitting you in the face? Ma, but it's... Okay. <laughs> Before we get to that, maybe I should talk about the themes of uh, me getting taken out of the film a lot. Liam Neeson was in this movie? What? Taken? <laughs> God. How many Stellas did you have? Oh, I'm sorry. Stop name dropping beers, goddammit. Non-script alcohol that we're drinking right now. Um, I will find you. <laughs> we're I will make you drink right it. No, um, I, I'm very curious. So, uh, like, I, I don't know if you guys felt this way, but I like, I was constantly like, we're sitting in the same, you know, like next to each other during the film. Um, it's constantly taken out of the film because uh, a lot of the prejudice stuff. Yeah, like, sure, it, it's it's surface level, but oh, we can't, you know, teach, you know, the Chinese people or uh, yeah. the Chinese associations, like, oh, we can't teach uh the 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 honkies you know how to how to well, that's like, the fight. nice way the word no, the, they the used or the whiteies the sub- whiteies, whiteies. <laughs> yeah. they use the whiteies term there was equal right. equal prejudice yeah, yeah, yeah exactly or or like yeah. uh, like example like or the uh chinamen you know, the, the white yeah uh, china like the white whiteies. people are like uh, chinamen or the the, the chinks or whatever um kooks you know, that, that no that, see that, see that, that was funny exactly exactly that who is the one who's saying kooks in the movie uh the whitey no 
Chris Collins is that his name? Fuck, I oh yeah, remember. the the karate the, instructor, right, right, the karate instructor who is played by an Asian man. Yeah, but, which was weird. No, I no, was no, noticed. No, 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 no. The no. military dude. No, before during the tournament, remember? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna skip. Ahead. Oh yeah, the other guy. He the made other a random guy comment in on the, the sidelines. You know, because it's 1956. Right, right. We're, like, we're skipping ahead a little bit. And they're, yeah. it's the Outsiders and they're, or West Side Story, and they're, you know, snapping fingers. Ponytail. As they're <laughs> approaching. Yeah, yeah right. no, when they're about to yeah, fight outside yeah. of the diner. No, it's one yeah, of I, the I know ar- karate. About. Right, right, right. Sure, sure. That's one example. But what I mean is like when Chris Collins, who yes. is the karate instructor for the. But he's Marines not the first. The movie, he's not, he's the not the first. But what I'm saying is like, at, at not, not, it's not always a blanket statement, but like sometimes there'll be some characters who are like, who are representing, uh, like, uh, like, let's say, like, like white America, white um, prejudiced America, you know, like uh, bashing Chinese, you know, Chinese citizens, but it's played by an Asian man. Yeah. You know, like, it takes me out of the movie. It's like, what was happening? Okay. Biggest blatant example of this. It's not the first example. It's not the first example. Like, Chris Collins, for example, who who is, again, a real martial artist in real life. Um, he was in uh, um, uh, Kill Zone Two, um, two or three. No, Kill. No, he was in Paradox. Kill Zone Three. He was in Kill Zone Three. Um, you guys are like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? But uh, <laughs> um, so uh, he's a legit martial artist, right? Uh, and but you know, like he, he he has American accent, but just because he has American accent, like it. it it might make you think that he's, you know, American, you know, like he's like a white guy, but he's yeah. he's clearly Asian. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know who I'm talking about, you know? Like I he, kept noticing that. I'm like, yeah, he, what's he, going he, on I, here? I think they were going for like the ethnically ambiguous kind of thing, but, but he's it, clearly but Asian. He's clearly Asian, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he also, also, the actor grew up in Hong Kong. Yeah. So it's like super distracting. And to go off of that, it's just daughter. one example. And the, okay. Right, right, right. Right. So Ip Man has a. I guess like a adversary. I wouldn't call him a nemesis, but like an adversary in the movie who practices uh, tai chi. Uh, he's like a master tai chi uh, practitioner. Let's, let's call him a, a a hurdle that he has to cross, and he's another grandmaster. Sure. Well, maybe not a grandmaster, but he is a master of a martial art. In this context, it's tai chi, mm-hmm. um, and he is the uh, chairman of the board, right. and specifically the the Chinese Benevolence Association. Right. Which is very relevant in this film because, um, as we've mentioned before, Ipman has to go to America and get a recommendation so that his son can go to a private school in the United States. Um, And because he's dying of cancer. (laughs) (laughs) He gave me a very Goku Vegeta vibe. (laughs) (laughs) How many Dragon Ball references have we had? There's a Piccolo somewhere. Yeah, so what is the whole deal with that character? Is like, well, like he's got a stick up his ass. Well, I, well, okay. So it's one of these characters who is keeping to himself the this chairman of the board, uh, if you will, and the Ch- Chinese Tai Chi master. He is one of those kind of personalities where he keeps to himself, who wants to make sure that his family, um, and his own little world which is just a little bit of a bubble uh, within the grander scheme of things, mm-hmm. um, safe. And he's not willing to go outside of those lines 
to um, cause any confrontation and he's willing to kind of follow the rules, even though those rules are super prejudiced sure. and against um, Chinese or Chinese, Chinese immigrants, Chinese Americans, etc. Um, so he kind of sticks into his own world. And when Ipman is introduced into this whole scenario, he is kind of this outlier mm-hmm. who now confronts this Tai Chi master with a choice um, where like it's a a combination. It's not just Ip Man because Ip Man also represents Bruce Lee at the same time. And Bruce Lee in turn represents not only the Chinese, but the Western world and this um, kind of communal relationship that is forming slowly and very slowly, mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of turmoil. So basically, and and they're rejecting that because they want to be safe, right? And that's why the chairman right. they don't they don't want to teach the Westerners right Chinese because they feel like they'll take advantage of it and they'll right. maybe destroy them with their all of the boxer rebellion R- shit, <laughs> right? So instead right. of teaching somebody, and in turn, when you teach them, you teach them to respect mm-hmm. the art the people, the culture, the country, etc. Um, they're afraid of that. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they're not willing to. Sure. And Bruce Lee kind of represents this mediator of sorts um, who wants to combine these two worlds. Sure. And then, because Ipman well, is the master of Bruce Lee. Wait, he, wait, wait. Yeah. Let, 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 before we get to that point, why, why, why is it distracting that he is... This is a very, very uh, leading question, but uh, why do you or I or all of us think that it's distracting that he is preaching that we should not be teaching these Chinese Kung Fu to the whiteies when his daughter is is clearly half white? Yes. (laughs) Yes. It it really takes me out of the movie. It's extremely transparent. Yes. And that's another conflict because you have two half Asian looking characters mm-hmm. and there's something to be said for when you're doing a period piece, mm-hmm. you kind of need to approach it in the right way. Right. If you're going to have these characters that clearly can look both white and Asian at the same time. Mm-hmm it's going to kind of disconnect you from the film. Right, right, you, exactly. It's like you're not going to have, I don't know, uh, a, a black guy in medieval times fighting with the Crusaders. Like, it makes no Unless sense. Unless you're Martin Lawrence. In Black Knight. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. I was thinking We're it. Yeah. Wavelength. I was thinking I mean, I, I was hoping... Way time travel. I was, it was also a dream. I was hoping somebody would catch on. Thank you. Um, but... Like, you understand... The- Bad Boys for Life. Oh. <laughs> Next. There we go. Bad Boys 3. Sponsors. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, you have this kind of disconnect, and, and it doesn't feel as real and relatable, mm-hmm. and you're constantly questioning maybe, like, the director or the producer or, you know, who these actors are portraying these characters, because, honestly... W- what do you have to take from a movie except for initially the face value of what you're looking at? And, well, and, yeah, yeah, that's, that's truth. That. I mean, yeah. there's nuances later on, but like the first thing you usually see is the actor, actress, mm-hmm. and you go from there and you right. have, have 
You know, you know it, it, not to denounce like the performances. I thought no, the no, no, performances not at all. Were fine. No, um, no, no, absolutely. No, no, I'm not trying to backtrack, backpedal or anything like that. But like, I thought the performance was fine. But like, like because like physically, you and what going along with what you just yeah. said, visually, they are not what they appear. So it takes me out of the movie. It's like this. Uh, it's like again, daughter represents like uh, you know, she is the daughter of a pure puritanical like Chinese only yes. uh, you know like uh, mentality, and she is half white. It throws me off. It's like, whoa, that's really weird. I was um, I was like waiting the whole time for a mother to show up, which you know, they never introduced never, yeah. in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And if it was like well, a mean, white woman mm-hmm. who was the mother, and then maybe there was some kind of backstory to emphasize why things are the way they yeah. are, mm-hmm. we would have, as the viewers, been more into it right. and true. kind of you know understood the situation. Okay, fine, but it's like, why are you doing it this way? Sure. Why are you kind of approaching it this way? Like, clearly, you're just confusing the shit out of people. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think of the use of humor in the movie as a distraction? As a, <laughs> was it like a parody? A little uh, comedic um, kind of? Hmm, interesting. I mean, there were some sure. references to like the other films here and there in the. Com- oh, was that lost on you, Rob? I don't know. Like, cause you yeah. trying to figure out like? Well, do you I think mean, it you was forceful, know, right? Or? Well, I'm only going to subtly mention that uh, because uh, the listeners, if they've listened to the other podcast, they will they can understand. Pick up on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Rob, uh, being this his uh, first Ipman movie, um, we'll we'll have to like glance over that. But I just wanted to mention. Mm. Um, but the humor is. It's okay. It, it was okay. It, it no, wasn't. It wasn't you, that you bad. Don't, you don't go. To, you're not. You're not watching like Don Rickles on screen or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like it's just a bad movie. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'm. I'm here for the drama, which is surprisingly what I actually think is the most compelling part of the Man series. Like the action's great. Like it, if you're gonna pick up the rest of the series after this, uh, I, I recommend it on the front that like you should watch it for the action as well because Donnie Yen in his prime, and this is actually the role that kind of defined him um he, he unlike jackie or unlike like jet lee and such you know like, the, like he discovered his his like titular character later in life um so you know like Ip man you know like the first movie especially is such a great ex- exhibition of his uh his, his like action prowess and the first movie is great but what makes the movie fantastic isn't the action. It's because like there's drama behind it too, right. and that, that's why I love Ip Man One so much. And the series, the, the series kind of like, you know, it kind of goes up and down after that. It's like oh, there's good, there's the highs and lows, but like nothing's ever going to top the first one. Um, and the fourth one's kind of in the same boat for me. And I'm, you know, kind of jumping ahead to the recommendations already, but I, I think it's like. It's along the same lines of um, what I rec- what I expected from Ip Man Three. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can kind of skip Ip Man Three, and I liked Ip Man Three, kind of, kind of. Um, <laughs> but you can skip it. You're absolutely. You can right. definitely skip Man- Ip Man Two. Rather- you can skip Ip Man Two, Rob. Really? <laughs> you don't have to skip. That's- <laughs> I don't like Ip Man Two at all. I've seen on Rotten Tomatoes as. That's the highest rated one, actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah I think there's some bias there. Yeah, there might it's be. It's two, one, four, three, or really? two. Oh my god! It, one, I think yeah, the two, one, four, one three. Was the worst. 
Uh, I feel. Like I'm curious. Just never seen it, so. Okay. I think. Right. I think it's. A, I'm not that, trying to throw you from a, a critic score. Critic score. Uh, right. The third um, one had Mike Tyson, right? Yeah, the third, third one had Mike Tyson. Maui Quismuth. Man, I just recently watched more of Mike Tyson mysteries. <laughs> that's good that yeah. shows a fantastic it's fantastic um <laughs> so stupid though oh um, my god oh my god well, how, how tangent no how tangent no no, no. it's such an irrelevant thing but it made me remember there was a velma character in the high school that or uh, junior high school that oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i like shattered out during the movie yeah. and then you laugh but, you're but, right that is very trivial <laughs> <laughs> it is what did you guys think of the random, like, the characters, like, Billy, Bob, the Scott Atkins character? So, yeah. oh, uh, the character Bob, because um, I was reading the subtitles, too, he actually appears in the second and third movie. Okay. He's not in the first movie. But um, he's he's kind of a, a pivotal character. Continuity. And yeah, yeah, he's a very, very small supporting character. But you, you can see the evolution oh. of him, uh, like, throughout the series. And he's actually a very famous Hong Kong actor. He is, he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's been. In he, he's so many a things. detective, if I remember. Yeah, he correctly, is, he was a detective. You know, who, he was uh, has helped Ipman over mm-hmm. the years with uh, yeah. a lot of things, not only work, but um, you know, dealing with um, basically, like when he assaults somebody, he's like, "Ah, oh, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, like uh, he was in that. Um, Billy was an odd character. I. Billy, a little bit. Who's, who's, who's Billy? The African American. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. He, he was just the, the role. That, I thought he was Kareem Abdul Jabbar for a second. That's uh, what I thought. Enter the Dragon, <laughs> oh or God. no? Of course he wasn't. You know, but, like, but, no, like, but that's what they funny. were going for. I, yeah. I kind it of was felt like that. an homage for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. sure, maybe. Yeah, uh, you know, like uh, no, 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 no. Without well, a doubt, before with you the saw his face, that's what I, I thought. Enter the Dragon. He's the one that passes away or gets killed early on in Enter the Dragon. Yeah, on the spikes. He's one of the three. Oh, um, and Jim, um, uh, Jim Kelly. Fuck. God damn. Why am I blanking on his name? Too many drinks. Yeah, exactly. That's what I call. He's he's like a Jim really Kelly. good African American no, martial artist. No, 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 there's no way. There's no way. No, it's not him. He's no. one of the three main characters. Bruce yeah, Lee, sure him, Jim and Kelly, Chuck Norris. Yeah, Jim yeah. Kelly. No, no, no. And he yeah, dies and somewhere in a movie. He, he gets killed. Oh my that. god, we're totally butchering this right now. <laughs> but he um, was an odd character in this movie. Like yeah, yeah, he was he, a messenger, he, but then he was kind of like with the military, kind of like let's him round them up. No, no, not military. Uh, INS. INS. Captain yeah. Kennedy would be very proud. Kind of weird. So much diversity. Which is basically basically immigration for those who are listening. Um, so mm. Billy is a student of Bruce Lee. So Billy is based off of a real character. I don't know if he's of the same name because um, one of Bruce Lee's first students. Uh, students was a black man who avidly followed him for many years and became a prominent martial artist and who competed as well and so on um and he's portrayed oddly in my opinion in this movie um just as an overly excited eager kind of character uh who (laughs) automatically gets into a fight as soon as he gets into into china well this is kind of don't kick the messenger yeah yeah (laughs) it's almost like the first fight scene in the movie almost right yeah Yeah. well technically the first fight scene is is the um Mm. uh showmanship of bruce lee in the film right 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 but which we we don't really count flashback within a flashback Uh, sure i I know what you mean but he does a good job Mm -hmm. um damn it forgot his name no i'm i'm blanking bruce lee Danny Chan. Thank you. Danny Chan. Danny Chan. Well, we'll talk about him whenever we get to him. But He, uh, he portrays Bruce Lee very well. Uh, so, uh, we were talking about this before. Um, 
Danny Chan, he is uh, best known for portraying Bruce Lee on camera for, oh my God, since Shaolin Soccer. And that was 2001. Um, it was perfect back then. However, he's getting older. <laughs> and, you know, he is older than he... He is currently older as a person. Like, I think That's he's why in, he wears his, so much m- makeup in that movie. Sunglasses. Oh, my God. And, like, yeah. no amount of makeup is helping. Like, yeah. he, they should have, like, Robert De Niro'd him and, like, like, like he did an Irishman. <laughs> like, digitally de-aged him um, a little bit more because it's very distracting, uh, in my opinion. Because, you know, it's funny. Uh, we are talking about the choreography before where Danny Chan, in a, curtain, in a specific fight scene, he's, like, beating some people up. He fights a guy in a blue gi yeah. uh, in an alleyway. <laughs> Uh, That's the best part of the movie for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Huge Bruce Lee fan here. Yeah. Um, He's wearing blue. Whoa. I love blue. (laughs) He, you know, he's like the actor is in his late 40s, mid 40s. Let's be generous. Um, And I mean, Bruce Lee died in his early 30s. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, let's just use the timeline that, that this would have in real you know realistically happened he would have been in his 20s yeah it, it going yeah. with what, what you said before yeah. you know like if if this if if man died 10 years after this movie happened then you know like he would have been in his 20s yeah. Yeah. like it doesn't work uh, it like 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 visually it takes me out of the movie and like a lot of little things like that and, and and i know i'm nitpicking i am definitely nitpicking i'm being super granular about this stuff but I, i'm constantly being thrown out of the film and you know, like I don't know, like little things, like little touch-ups, like that would have improved the movie-going experience. But like for me, they add up a lot because like little things like that really were like um, you know issues for me. But uh, I'll throw this movie, uh, you know, a little bone and say that Nanny Chan, who is not a martial artist, did a fantastic job. Yep. Uh, for his particular scene, because he is not a martial artist, but he is. He does really well in the choreography that he is assigned. Uh, he's fighting this random white dude in a gi uh, who introduces himself by kicking, <laughs> kicking a street lamp. Um, literally, like it, 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 it's a jump cut, and you see him just kicking a street lamp. Oh, oh, oh no, no, no! But you gotta, you gotta preface this with the actual encounter. So you have. Everybody, so Bruce Lee is uh, at the show or the tournament. He's showing off his skills. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, a bunch of uh, karate enthusiasts or martial artists uh, get annoyed. And they're like, Chinese kung fu is bullshit. So then they approach them in a diner. Verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, this is just happening in script. Um, and then you have the Chinese... Uh, team going into the diner then you have the karate team going into the diner and they're like let's fight and then there bruce was like hold on let's take this outside and they're like you know what you're right bro so they go outside and they're about to fight and then he's like one-on-one is enough I need three people. Yeah, so then right. they start fighting well, three like on bruce one and bruce lee is the star of this little action scene which quickly annihilates them and then out of fucking nowhere. Zangi from Street Fighter. In <laughs> <laughs> a blue gi. Oh my god. Comes out. Looks like fucking Zangief. He takes off all his clothes. Oh my has god. A thong on. He's as hairy as Zangief. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes out of nowhere fucking with his thickness. Just kicks that street lamp. Lands. And he's like. 
The use of lighting was beautiful. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> just everything in that moment was just like, I don't know if it was parody, if it was homage, if it was like new, some kind of nuance. Like I, I just I was like, this is too much, but I'm taking it. Like, and then I just went for that ride. And, it was fun. Yeah. 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 Well, we, you know, I, I, again, I mentioned this before. Like, it, it there's a little bit of incredulous. Uh, like, it, it's a little bit incredulous that you know Bruce Lee is uh, kicking these, kicking the guy like five, like five hundred times in the head, and he's not going down because like Bruce Lee's one kick is gonna knock you out. But he's a big dude. And if you, you have get to... hit in the face no, with no, a no. Bruce no, Lee no, no, kick, no. it's true. I would know. <laughs> <laughs> with a Bruce Lee kick, you're out. Um, uh. But it, it's like he's a big guy. Big guy. Like okay, I can kind of like suspend I... my disbelief sure. because of the kind of opponent that he's mm. up against. Yeah. So okay, sure. it's more doable. Sure. Unlike other situations later. Right. You know, it, they don't make Bruce Lee seem like he's perfect which is good you know like his uh the blue gi gets a little cu- a couple hits in there you oh, know? Like, does, you know, yeah. like that's a, that's a good thing about that like i i, I appreciate that it didn't make it seem like bruce lee's like right perfect multiple, multiple perfect. times too yeah. yeah 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 um you know like and bruce lee just kind of like toys with him a little bit you know but you know he, he's he's not like he, it's not like he's he's like um he's just a hundred percent like the complete the thing's completely on his favor you know, like, and I kind of appreciate that. You know, like it, even like Blue Gee guy is uh, the Blue Gee guy. He takes um, his nunchucks out. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I saw that in, the, in his back belt or whatever, <laughs> and I was just like, ah, fuck! Like as soon as I caught that in the scene, I was like, I know where this is going. And then unexpectedly, mm-hmm. when that moment happened, when Bruce Lee gets a hold of those nunchucks, mm-hmm. nunchucks or chucka sticks. Um, <laughs> I love the that. Sausages. I love that phrase more than Chuck's. Chuck sticks. Although, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he, he, he makes the noises. And uh, yeah. we, I we love the noises. Huh? I like the noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it takes me out of it. it, know, it, Bruce, it, it Bruce Lee it, doesn't make those noises in real life. No, like no, no, no. To be fair, mm-hmm. he does make them in real life, but not as pronounced. Mm-hmm. At least in the footage you know, that we have of him in a sure. sto- historical record. Right. Because um, it's all voice dubbing. In the, in the bedroom, in the... maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How would you know? Moving on. <laughs> Miss, Mrs. Lee would not appreciate this. <laughs> Sharon Lee? Yeah. yeah. Or the other mistresses that Bruce Lee had. Anyways. Whoa. So, <laughs> Zing. We are totally yang sued. Enter that dragon. Wow, you have such a big boss. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Well, Can you there. show my ass some fists of fear? <laughs> Back to our regular scheduled programming. (laughs) Something about Game of Death. Anyways, Uh. um, you know, it's funny. uh, Bruce Lee himself has said that the nunchucks are such an ineffective weapon. But they look good on screen. So he'll only use them on screen. And they're also better than nothing. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. The nunchucks are very ineffective weapons. No, 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 no. It gains like that medium range to close range uh, distance. You know, it's funny. Like Bruce Lee takes the, the nunchucks and starts like, uh, or Danny Chan in in the context of the movie, like starts like flailing them around, like you know, using them, and you know, he's like super proficient at them. He's like, oh, it seems like you're. This is the first time you ever held them. It's like, how are you that good with them? 
But okay, whatever. You're perfect. You're Bruce Lee. Okay, yeah. whatever. It's like Michelangelo is a clown in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> his nunchucks. Or in the second one, where he's like, like well, man, we're going down the rabbit hole here. Um, That's a good rabbit <laughs> So, uh, even though we just went on a little uh, tangent. You know, tangent. on Well, not really tangent, but we talked about Bruce Lee a, a lot about, uh, in this film. He's not really the centerpiece of the film. He's not, but he's very prominent. No, I wouldn't say he is. I think more he, so he, than any other film. Yeah, yeah, well, for sure. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I agree with that. But he's not like the centerpiece, which uh, I, I, you know, based off of what I said before about like like my pitch idea to the whole like you know like Bruce Lee versus Ip Man, um, you know, uh, um, principles, integrity, mm-hmm. you know, like the you know like the the centerpiece of the, yeah. the film. If I were to approach this movie, um. Bruce Lee is not really in the film too much. You think he would early on, but yeah. he kind of fades out nicely. Like, yeah. yeah, it's prominent and then he early. Comes back nicely as well, mm-hmm. and in a relevant situation. Mm-hmm. So, but also, but it's what, not like what, he's what, here to solve all the problems. But right. here's the thing: no, that that's true. Mm-hmm. Which is which is a really good approach to the it's film. Like, I'm Bruce Lee. I'm a, I'll just beat up anyone who comes yeah, in yeah, our yeah. way. All of a sudden, he's a thug. Like yeah. no. I thought he would come up a few times against the big bosses, right. but he didn't, which was kind of cool. Yeah, right. Right. it's not his story. Yeah, which, right. is, which is nice. Like I respected the the direction the film went. Yes, they absolutely. didn't. They weren't just like, oh, Bruce Lee's in the movie. We let's just pay fan service and just have him solve all the problems of the movie. But it's not like he just appears and then disappears because you have characters that are integrally uh, tied to Bruce Lee, like Billy. Right. And then like um, just a bunch of like these martial artists. Hart- and, uh, Hartman. Uh, right. Yes, exactly. Hartman, which right. is a staff sergeant. I believe yeah, staff sergeant yeah. in the mm-hmm. U.S. Marine Corps. Um, uh, and Hartman may not sound like an Phil Asian Hartman? name. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Collins. So... Uh, <laughs> That's the baby child of Hartman and Collins, oh, okay. karate instructor. Anyway, they're both in the Marines. That makes sense. Yes, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, he's so you have all these characters that are tied in with Bruce Lee that are the students of Bruce Lee that pop up throughout the movie. So the presence presence of Bruce Lee is never dissipated throughout sure. the film, which is nice. Without shouting in your face and saying here's bruce lee he's yeah, gonna kick right, some ass right. mm-hmm. and at the same time um just kind of realizing now as i'm talking about this this movie is basically about proteges on many levels sure not only bruce lee but you have Ipman's son right and you also have what we'll talk about the adopted like step daughter, daughter mm-hmm protege the half white daughter who yeah you know whose father doesn't Yona. like foreigners oh god yeah. <laughs> but like you have these three kind of protege's mm. son slash daughters offspring whatever mm. yep. um who kind of will lead into the next generation of martial arts sure. and it's kind of a nice send-off mm-hmm. um so it works really well yeah sure no i agree with you there um I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to continue from there. Um, yeah, sorry, but I, I, I will say no, 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 no. But uh, was, uh, I kind of want to bring up this point that um, <laughs> like little things will take me out of the movie. Um, you know, like in regards to that, like so, when Scott Atkins mm-hmm. looks at you. 
and he he and his very convincing american accent um no but what i mean is uh man there's like moments throughout the movie where uh they're like scott atkins you know who works you know he what is he what rank is he he's a staff sergeant he's a staff sergeant as well okay he's in wait no no no, he's he's a little higher but i'm not really sure um, yeah well he's some sort of uh rank in the well higher rank in in terms of his job in the marine corps he's a drill sergeant sure Okay, but anyways, he he has some sort of authoritative like power in in the Marines, and he is you know kind of bossing everyone out, and you know like he he's 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 racist, you know like it's super straightforward. Like, I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> was it all the racist? All right, sit down, white boy. <laughs> it was was no, it, no, no, no. Was it no, all no, the but, racism? But it, it's like it's overtly ra- like like movie racism is like it's super overt and you know, like, like it's super cartoony. saturated. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. But uh, you're fine. Well, I, I give it that. It's like yeah. fine, whatever. It's a movie. It's a movie. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide. I'll allow know. it. Yeah, exactly. It's Objection. Keep going. Right. And it's like like there's no offense to. It. However, again. It just takes me out of the movie that he's like the stupid fucking gooky martial arts, and then he, like meanwhile, <laughs> he but, but he's, he's he's like these stupid Asians and their martial arts. I'm gonna show them what real martial arts is. Come on, let's beat them up with our karate. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, kind of contradictory, uh, hypocritical. It's like the uh, dumbest thing in the name the other synonyms that you it's can. So like, if you guys are listening to us and don't know why that's that's so hypocritical and stupid, um, you, you just just open a book. Yeah, <laughs> just just like look up, go on Wikipedia and find out why that's so stupid. Let's ostracize the Chinaman <laughs> Asian because of their kung fu no, <laughs> while practicing the Japanese man's. Kung Fu. <laughs> it's like the, AKA it's karate. so stupid. It's like I don't know what, what's some like even even Ip Man Two. I, mean, I can't believe I'm defending Ip Man Two. It's like you know uh, even in that movie they you know they they're touting how good boxing is compared to everything else. Like that makes sense. It's a very American or Westernized you know martial you know, quote unquote martial art. You know we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole. And it's a good one. It, it's a it's a great martial art. It's a fantastic martial art. Um, if we're ever gonna talk about it, but um oh we did we just won't put it in the podcast <laughs> sure but uh you know like that's an actually american thing or at least a westernized thing you know like it's not an asian thing so when like, there's a lot of characters in the movie who are denouncing asian the efficacy of asian martial arts mm-hmm. in the movie while they're practicing karate it, it's like it just constantly takes me out of the movie and makes me laugh at it yeah and this is me being a nitpicky asshole. Because no, no, no. I mean, it's justified. You, I don't know if it's you noticed it too. No, no, it's absolutely justified, of course. Did you guys notice a hockey stick yes. in the movie? Yes. Oh, yeah. In California? Yes. In a high school? That really bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> From Let's like, talk about that. In the we, 60s? We, oh, man. We are several <laughs> minutes into stick. We are several minutes into the episode. We haven't talked about the action to detail. Oh, my God. At detail all. At all. To detail. What is going on? That's what are, happens when Zero's not here. We need, <laughs> the, the plot focuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. But uh, let's dive into the action because let's make Zero proud. Um well, okay, let's so let's talk about um, so we had uh, Bruce Lee's showmanship, which is not really the tournament. It's it's, it's a, a recreation of the yeah. famous uh, sparring match that 
or exhibition that Bruce exhibition. Lee does in in the karate tournament. Yeah, right. Correct. And and he's showing off his skills, etc. He does some um, iconic. Kind he does of the moves. one inch one inch punch. Correct. Yes. Um, he's doing push ups, mm-hmm. uh, two finger push ups, uh, thumb and forefinger, uh, index finger, mm-hmm. um, or I believe. Yeah. And then um, he does a couple of other things like sparring, etc. He shows off that well, and Mister Chan shows. Um, great kind of uh, Bruce Lee as sorry Broly from uh, Creme Bruley. yes Creme Bruley. Uh from Dragon Ball Z Creme Bruce Lee <laughs> so he he kind of plays that very well and he portrays Bruce Lee in a very good light mm-hmm. um, he handles it very well and then we kind of move on just from that moment uh, which is not really like it's action but it's not act- that action oriented it's whatever um, you move on to the diner fight scene, which... Wow, um, yeah, you're right. But, yes. you know, that doesn't happen. There's a solid 20, 20 30 minutes it is. until that point. Be- but nothing relevant really happens in, in terms of action. In terms yeah. of action, action. sure, sure, sure. You're, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, and well, then, we have that Billy fight. It's not really a fight. It's more like a scuffle. It's a misunderstanding. I mean, that's, that's truly the first. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, look at my skill. Look at your skill. Sure. And we throw three mm-hmm. punches, three punches. And I hug it, man. Like, okay. <laughs> Done deal. Right. Like, cool. Right, right. Um, it's like a little not, taste of things to come. Yeah. Or they, do they really come? I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but everybody right. deserves a happy ending. Um, so <laughs> don't, 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 don't scoff that off as if you didn't say that joke. But go on. <laughs> so we have the diner scene, which is the first true fight scene mm. in the film. Um, well, we talked about it. Yeah, um, yeah we did. Well, not ad nauseum, not at ad nauseum, but like we we did. But, but I laid it out. So right, sure. So Bruce Lee confronts one guy, a karate uh, student or uh, black belt, and then he's like, Bruce is like, that's not enough. I need two more guys, and he shows it with his hands. Like two more. Sure. He's kind of looking well, cocky, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they begin to fight, and he basically kicks them all down in succession. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're like, "Oh, the fight's over." And then Mister Bloogie <laughs> comes out of right. the fucking woodwork, out of the alley, Zangief, <laughs> the best of the best. And then this is the it's most like entertaining the strangest fight. jump cut ever. Yeah. That whole time I'm thinking, what does Ip Man think about this? Situation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, is he approved? Right. Because it did, like he I don't know see it. But because it never been established that he even left the diner. He just he, he did. Yeah. just sitting inside the diner. I don't think he did. He never did. He never did. And they went into an alley. So the only time, or well, this, I'm trying to think of the. It would angle. cut back occasionally to him watching yeah. from his seat. Mm-hmm. So he never saw it. So Ip Man, if he and this is how fucking overly detailed i am in in certain situations when he's looking out of the diner and where the alley is and where zangief jumps out um he can see zangief jumping out barely so when bruce lee confronts him in the alley nobody can see what's happening especially not ipma Mm -hmm. so this fight is just one-on-one unsupervised nobody's doing anything <laughs> ipon's still drinking tea in the goddamn diner like he's just like when, when is yeah. he coming back i'm i'm, I'm waiting it was a crossover event. It was like mortal kombat versus street fighter luke kang versus <laughs> yeah. like made the best man win um, 
<laughs> or Fei Long. Minds. It could just be straight up Street Fighter. I can. That's we're true. Such, we're such nerds. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> it's great. Um, you know, this whole scene was just fan service, right? It was. Well, yeah. I mean, like, well, how, how, because, you know, the trailers made it seem like, oh, Bruce Lee. Well, I mean, like, it's not like it had to be that Bruce Lee was prominent in the movie, but, like, Bruce Lee was featured in the trailers. Yeah. So we need a, at least one scene where Bruce Lee's beating someone up. Uh, but like, it's one of the most interesting fight scenes in the whole movie. As a standalone movie for me, it was fun since I haven't seen the other ones. Sure, sure. I'm well, not sure I mean, how like, I, yeah, the the rest of the films are all. It's not a hundred percent, but like ninety five percent of the time, it's just like, oh, what, what? Let's just see what Ip Man can do. Um, and, and like. You would think that a lot of the times you'd be you'd be bored with seeing Ip Man being infallible, and and, and that's the problem with like, you can you can kind of nitpick the first movie and and see like oh Ip Man is unbeatable and literally nothing even comes close to challenging his his martial arts uh, ability except cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I made the joke already, so you can't you can't steal that from me. Um, you know, and and sprinkled throughout the series, like you 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 see that he's he's not. You know, he's not always able to hold his own. Whereas in this last movie, because he has the cancer, um, he can't like they're, they're, it's holding him back a little bit. You know, and also he's old. You know, even though Donnie Yen looks like he's you know, and his arm hurts from really that well. from that gate. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. which is gonna come up next. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. terms of the action scenes, right, right, right. Well, well, let's not go into specifics. Too Don't much forget the earthquake we'll either. Hey, uh, earthquake. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man! So um, I don't. Did we talk? We talked about the Tai Chi master who is introduced um, a little bit before the scene. He um, is uh, he, the chairman of the board. He's the chairman of the board. Um, he is the Chinese Benevolence Association. Right, right, right. He, you know, he, um, he, he throughout the film, he's kind of like uh, you know, posing as like this uh, uh, blockade for Ip Man to get what he wants. Right. Um, and he's kind of like challenging him because like his whole like xenophobic, what, is he even xenophobic? Because he's technically the immigrant. He's. <laughs> I mean, you, um, you can be an immigrant uh, no, and be xenophobic. Uh, let's not get technical. <laughs> uh, but, but what I mean is like he's like the. Um, he's he in his own like, little world. Sure, sure. Yeah, everything you said before is still is still holds true. Like he's like very much like against the whiteies. Uh, meanwhile, I'm I'm sitting in a room where Ladies? I'm the only Chinese person here. <laughs> um, Bentley, Bentley's Chinese. I mean, he's my dog, so yeah, sure. Um, you know, uh, you know, he, like the, I think the the plot line behind between him and Ip Man actually was kind of interesting. You know, and it's kind of rehash of what we kind of saw in the previous three movies, but you know, I thought if, if there was enough there that it was it's interesting to see where uh the dichotomy between like his ideology and you know if man's ideology kind of clashed and like trying to find this middle line but it all culminates into this battle that they have um in their in the ip man uh, well not Ip man the wing chun it's not the wing chun it's it's the tai chi masters i forget his name what's the character's name Let's just call him the Tai Chi Master. The Tai Chi Master's uh, quarters. You know, Mr. His house. Chi. <laughs> the Mr. Chi? Yeah. So uh, instead of uh, fighting in the basketball yard where most Tai Chi mas- uh, practitioners are, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> you don't you, you haven't been in new york in a very long time so i don't know if you you, you get the reference but i'm sure you do it's like karate kid, right? yeah. <laughs> no 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 columbus park shout out <laughs> at six in the morning play the george uh, lamb song so <laughs> unlike <laughs> most tai chi masters where quote unquote masters where they usually practice their stuff with like the the, the radio playing um they're they choose to fight indoors uh where all the furniture is and they start destroying everything mm. and like obviously i get it they're like in, in the heat of the moment they're like okay let's not think about it like we're 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 going at it because like we're we're obviously like yeah. inferior to one another but also at the same time it's like like there's it's taking me out of the movie because like why would you do that to your own apartment they seem to you be enjoying so using shit. the round table and yeah i was like that's and just pushing stuff around yeah. like, you, oh, know, let's you know it's this. funny it, it also kind of <laughs> like this is a little weird maybe a little petty but it's like uh there's kind of a distinction between these chinese masters mm-hmm. of kung fu and then there's uh the difference between Bruce Lee because there's already this dichotomy between yeah. the two, mm-hmm. and you have like, well, he's teaching Western all, all people basically, and then you have uh, the Chinese masters only teaching Chinese, Chinese people, people. Mm-hmm. but then you have Bruce Lee. He's like, I'm sensible enough to leave the establishment and make sure I don't break anything, <laughs> while the Chinese masters are breaking <laughs> fucking everything, and it's their own. Wow, shit. you have a literal interpretation of that shit. <laughs> Like, I overanalyze every uh-huh. little fucking thing. I see that. It's one of those, like, the artist did not intend it, but I'm going to find it kind of <laughs> situations. Um, what what did you think about this fight? Because this is one of the, quote, unquote, I should stop saying that, that phrase, but this is supposedly one of the more um, uh, adept fights in the movie. Because, are like, are you talking about the actual fighting, the or actual, are you talking about the, the round actual- table? No, no, an actual fight. Like, okay. There's a previous scene where they're, you know, kind of dueling with the lazy Susan, which is kind of <laughs> weird because it starts cracking. I was like, eh. it does. whatever. It, it's it. reminiscent of uh, Michelle Yeoh's uh, whiskey glass oh, yeah, dance yeah, with kind of Master is, yeah. Z. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. But in this uh, this fight, uh, I was expecting to be wowed a little bit more. I thought it was fine, but I, I think I think I made made this point. You know what? Sorry. I'll hold on to this thought. What do you guys think uh, of this fight between um, of this fight. Uh, Master Wan, I think? Master Wan versus Ip Man. Uh, Rob, you go first. Hmm. Trying to think before the earthquake hits. It <laughs> <laughs> kind of steals the, line, the spotlight. It's almost like a, like a battle of respect to see if uh, the Donian, uh, Donny Chen, Donny Donny Yen, Yen, Donny Yen character is... Uh, suitable to be in his presence mm-hmm. and uh throughout the fight it seems pretty neutral and then the earthquake kind of hits and right kind of it's like a stalemate in the end yeah well and that's, that's more a, like that's a, the uh that is the result of the thing but like in terms of choreography like you know i yeah i'm curious to know like it, do you think it was adequate and in terms like the overall you know uh, of a mar- like what do you expect from a martial arts film really have too much of a baseline to be honest okay. all right no that's so, fine i think that's fine what about you? as long as you enjoyed it um i have a, I have a couple of things to say about it I, I i generally think that um having to okay tell me if you guys understand this this mentality having two hard styled martial arts going at it with one another 
works very well. Like, like let's say one aggressor versus one aggressor works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, but also having one aggressor versus like one soft style versus one hard style works really well too. It's like, you know, one person's like going all at it and one person like has like a more flowy kind of soft kind of, uh flow like fluid kind of motion kind of deflecting parrying like seems more at ease in the fight yeah yeah yeah. he's he's basically using the person's uh, the opponent's uh body weight against them or like movements against them to like parry like block them like kind of hurting them using their own uh momentum or whatever along those lines um i don't find two soft styles going against one another interesting period <laughs> tai yeah. chi's a soft style wing chun's a soft style like i there's nothing interesting about this that's why they put the earthquake in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to interrupt the end um, uh, i see what you're saying what do you guys I, like, think the purpose of that fight scene why? was compared to like mm-hmm. well what you stated was i think clearly accurate to mm-hmm. kind of uh test the waters and then kind of um it's it's kind of a mutual respect mm-hmm. um to kind of see where each guy is at sure. in terms of fighting well, this fighting is level. establishing scene, yeah for yeah. sure they're they're trying to show that they're on the same mm-hmm. level yeah right. it was technical without really ang- much yeah, anger yeah, yeah. We, and, it, uh, it's not a scene where you're supposed to admit um and that maybe i'm because later on it during this but yeah it goes a little differently like mm-hmm. you without ruining the plot line obviously things happen down the line sure. and one doesn't fare too well versus another. Right. But right. the other one does much better. But in this scene, they were like equals. Right, right, right. So. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. because Ipman never experienced an earthquake, he freaks out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking? Because when the earthquake happens, they, they stop their fight. And, and I was thinking like... Are they because they they, they, they going to fight in the earthquake? I was yeah. thinking that I was I like, thought, are they, like, are they oh, yeah. <laughs> it might go a little much here. Like, yeah. I was kind of hoping for it because it would have been no. just use your elements around you. Like, yeah, like, like it would have been four against. You know what would have been stupider than that is if they fought the earthquake somehow, <laughs> <laughs> stomping into the ground, or yeah. what they were fighting during the earthquake. Something along those lines. No, no. I thought they really were going. Yeah, yeah. No, ditto. Yeah. You're like, this is what the Ip Man series is like? Oh, God. I don't want to watch this. No. And it's actually... So this is kind of... uh, Reminds me of um, the third Ip Man when he's fighting uh, Master Z. Mm -hmm. uh, Because you have these two Wing Chun masters. Yeah. And it's very reminiscent of that. And also in the second movie with Sammo Hung. Well, no, 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 but that's the thing. Hanga, which is the the, the art that um, no, 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 Samo no. Hung practices, that is a hard style. No, 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 no. It's no, very no. aggressive. I, I agree with you. I'm just saying that on one level, you have uh, it's very similar in a lot of these movies. It's part of the plan. It's part of the script. You know, right, it's sure. the formula. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what we're gonna do. But if you're gonna go with uh, hard style versus soft style, or soft and versus soft. Mm-hmm. You uh, the third and sounds the like we're talking fourth. about a porno. Yeah, kind yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> the third and the fourth are pretty much identical, sure. except for the kind of power structure sure. that we have, because actually Master Z ends up being kind right. of the stronger guy. Right, right. That's true because uh, Master uh, Rob's like, what the fuck are you guys yeah. talking about? But it's like, okay, Master Z, like, oh, it's established in the third movie. Like he's he's aggressive. Yeah. You know, he, he like he uses Wing Chun, but he's like very very mm. like straightforward and like he's very maybe that's a medium cutthroat. Huh? <laughs> he, he's like pudding. 
He's not really soft, but he's not really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's putty. <laughs> Pudding pop. That's my Ooh. shitty Bill Cosby. I can't even make a Bill Cosby impression. No, but we can talk about Billy. So Billy <laughs> is a... Uh... No, let, let, let's, let's move ahead here. Um, so what's the next fight scene after this? So after uh, is that... It, is it all the way into the, uh, the I was, exhibition where no. Chris Collins... Colin with if all you, the folks? Or? No, no, no. I would, well, if you're talking about it at the exhibition oh, no. at the Marine base. Yeah, yeah. So um, Not the actual uh, what's fight in between any main characters. Hartman. 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 Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So Phil Hartman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys know. And Collins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> he Phil Hartman shows up. Uh, the Chinese guy named Hartman for some reason. Um, he he I, really wants to integrate Chinese. No story there. Colin yes. Quinn. We're talking about two SNL characters here. <laughs> anyway, so Hartman shows up at the military base because he's he's a what is a is a, a sergeant there, a squad sergeant, um, and he uh, he's really wants to integrate Chinese martial arts yeah, into yeah, yeah. their combat training. Um, so he brings a wooden dummy. Oh, I guess it's kind of spoilers, but not really. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. If if they don't want fucking spoilers, they shouldn't be listening to the podcast. Oh, God. No, don't say that. Oh. This is the literal point where they stopped the, the recording. There you go. <laughs> Jeez, warning. <laughs> Warn them after the fact. <laughs> this is a warning. No. Um. So when uh, he shows up, you know, he wants he wants combat training in, you know, uh, you know, using Chinese Kung Fu. He gets made fun of. Um, we have our next fight. Uh, you know, he he's a the character is a student of Bruce Lee. He's not good. He clearly did not read enough manuals or whatever. Yeah. He didn't learn the the uh, palm. <laughs> what was it? The uh, oh my god, why am I blanking? A kung fu hustle? Yeah, Are you yeah, thinking of kung fu hustle? Palm, palm. Oh god, the the Buddha palm. Buddha palm. Yeah, there we of go. Course. It's only you know like a di- deity in 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 many only, cultures. Only. I'm um, blanking. It must be the twenty dollars. <laughs> So you know he he gets beat up. There's not there's not it's not really a fight scene. He, he's just, he's there to get beat up. Yeah. Um. And then uh, we get our next. It kind of propels us in the next scene where um you know because story events happen and we get our fight where um Chris Collins shows up to beat up. He literally shows up. And he's like, I'm gonna beat up all you gooks and chinks. And he's I'm like. Look at yourself! Like, what are you? What the fuck is happening? It's it's so distracting. And it's like, uh, what are a, you? I, I don't understand. There, I don't yeah. understand it. Uh, like, what is he supposed to be? Because it, it make it wouldn't even make any sense if he was Japanese within the context of the movie. Because like, look how the Americans treated the Japanese. Well, technically, his, his a gook speaking. isn't a Japanese. It's a it's a Korean. it's a blank. Gook is a blanket term for all Asians. Well, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, if you could, if, even if it was, man, we're not, not, well, I mean, you could use it for all, unfortunately. You could in the context of just being racist. <laughs> <laughs> we're but, not but, monetizing on this episode no, at we are all, not. apparently. But so, racist terms 101. <laughs> no, 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 no. We are not going there. Rob, we don't normally do our episodes. <laughs> I abstain. <laughs> Bentley, you can, you can leave anytime you want. Um, but you know, like it, it just it just takes me out of the movie. Though. Like this Asian man is saying these things, and like it's so weird. <sighs> um, so he he beats up a bunch of people. Um, I was surprised because one yeah. of the um, the challengers to his you know his, his, him is a woman. 
um, who, who shows up. I thought she was going to beat him up. Actually, she holds her, her own for pretty I think for more than any other one. Yeah. For, except for, I actually yeah. thought she was going to be a Wing Chun master. That actually would make a lot of sense, yeah, it would. to be honest, because Wing Chun is supposedly founded by a woman. Historically speaking, it's supposed to be created by a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's literally played by Michelle Yeoh playing Wing, Wing Chun. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, <laughs> so the fact that we like we had that, I was, I was like, wow, that's impressive. But then she gets beat up too. Like, oh, but she holds her own for a good while. Yeah. Uh, more so than um the very first guy, it was like twelve seconds. <laughs> what was his name? Ta Tang. Uh I forgot his name. Sorry. Oh my god. But he, he, he's a he's one of the five venoms. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah, he he's uh-huh. he's been in other films. He's, he's in he's the second there and third. The second, yeah, was he been, in third? Actually, he might just be in second. Maybe one. he wasn't in the third, but was he he's the first been one? around since the second film. Yeah, we have some recurring first characters. Guy, yeah. The oldest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he lasted less than that guy from Bloodsport. <laughs> he gets kicked yeah. one time. Bloodsport <laughs> world record. I mean, okay, USA. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the woman is about to get uh, kicked in the uterus, but uh, she Ip does. Man, no, no, like like or punched in the uterus. Yeah. But Ip Man shows up and kicks Colin Cho's ass. Um, you know, so we. We don't really get too much of Ip Man going full out on people until this point. So, um, true. yeah, because like every other moment. What is he going to beat up like, kids? Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, that, that was fantastic. I mean, he did. But I, yeah. I need to see Donnie Yen beating up teenagers more because uh, anytime teenagers get hurt, I'm happy. <laughs> you shouted that shit out in the theater. I was like, yes, I can't wait. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> beat him up. It reminded me of like a very Mr. Miyagi moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> like, you ever oh. see that YouTube video of like Jackie Chan beats up children? It's just like they just take like they splice in videos of <laughs> no. uh, Jackie Chan throughout several like several years and just like a bunch of kids getting hurt. <laughs> that was what I was expecting from this movie. That's it's just awesome. Donnie Yen just you know pinching people and the kids in the ear and that's and what he was, started with. Yeah, that was the opening <laughs> move. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we won't talk about the context behind that too, but I think that's a good good scene. Um, we got to talk about the hockey stuff. <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah that can, that's kind of weird you know uh, hockey sticks and well maybe they're just playing it on, on it was dirt. street yeah no no it was street hockey rollerblades uh, handball and hockey sticks <laughs> <laughs> um so the scene where uh ip man is fighting chris collins is the first time where we actually see ip man going all out uh, you know, like no holds bar, you know, uh, he's not being up teenagers, so he's, he can, you know, go all out. However, it's the first time where we see Ip Man isn't perfect. Yeah. You know, like he, he he's showing his age, he's showing his ailment, his, his illness. He has the cancer, so <laughs> it's holding him back. Uh, whereas in the previous films, he would just beaten everyone up, you know, you know like no problems, you know, uh, yeah. you know attached. Um, and it's kind of refreshing, but at the same time, it's kind of like sad. And that's kind of the, uh, the, the note, the little like, um, uh, like lingering theme kind the of in theme. there. Exactly. That's, the, that's yeah. what I was looking for. The theme of the movie is like, it's, it's just kind of a little bit bittersweet. Yeah. You know, like it's like he, he's, he's not, he's not the peak health that he used to be. And but he's still trying his hardest, you know. He's that's actually one of the overarching themes in the movie. He's like he's a martial artist, um, you know, like in the truest sense. Like he, that's all he knows, and that's the the identity that his son is trying to, you know, um, 
uh, overcome as well. Like he he's not good in school. He just wants to be a martial artist like mm. his dad. But unlike his dad, you know, he actually does no shit. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, but his dad, like, uh, he's you know, he's struggling in his own way in terms of like proving himself as a martial artist because he's old and he's 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 dying essentially. So like seeing this particular scene and and future scenes uh, throughout the, the the movie, he isn't beating people up a hundred percent of the time. Like he's not like a hundred percent in his favor. Like he he's getting his ass kicked throughout the film, and it's 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 kind of like a a, a sad change of pace from the rest of the films in yeah. the, the series. Because like it, Rob, you haven't seen the other movies, but like you'll notice. He does. He barely gets scratch on him throughout yeah. the whole series. He's overpowered. He yeah. he's yeah. like he's literally an Asian Superman. Yeah. <laughs> he he's perfect. Like the and, and we've talked about this in previous episodes. Like the, all the drama happens around him because he's physically perfect. That all the the drama um, it revolves around his his emotional and his uh, intellectual um, flaws. So in this movie. He's physically flawed too, so you know he has. There's a lot of drama that happens to him, but in a weird way, this is the least we see of Donnie Yen in any of the Ip Man movies. That's true. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. He's not in the movie as much as you think he is. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like in the previous movies, he's he's in it a lot. It's like these subplots again, mm-hmm. which occur a lot throughout the Ip Man movies. Um, it's just kind of like this thing they always tend to do mm-hmm. you have four or five subplots you have um once again um an immigration issue you have uh, a marine racist issue you have a um you know bruce lee teaching things to uh westerners issue you have uh stepdaughter not stepdaughter sorry um you have the daughter of the Tai Chi master kind of um, going through some family problems and things like that. You even have that other cheerleader that lost. Oh, that's right. Oh, with Becky. the family Becky. issue. Oh, my God. They dedicated. She looked like a Becky. She did. There's screen time and time of the movie. A yeah. lot of that. Like, yeah. where are you? And then the husband returns. Yeah. And before mm-hmm. you know it, three, four minutes. Yeah, right. It's like five subplots. And it yeah. really kind of is distracting. But it also... Um, but at the same time, as a viewer, if you get distracted that much, you tend to overlook maybe some inconsistencies throughout mm-hmm. the film sure. or in storyline and things like that. So in one way, okay, kudos to you for you know distracting me and making me focus on other things. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it's like, well, I'm going to call you out on your shit because you should approach the movie in a different way. Yeah. Uh yeah I, I I agree with you there but I also don't uh, yeah yeah like I I, I guess see that sentiment um but I, I think the the film does it well enough yeah where yeah. I, I don't think it's like I, I would have just not a done differently but it is distracting in certain aspects you know like it's there there's a lot of plot there's that this, the story is actually kind of complicated um. But not complicated is like you can't follow along. But there's a lot of things going on in in, in the span of the movie. Is like within two hours, you're like well, you are following at least four or five subplots, and it kind of it's not like it goes everywhere. Everything in the end gets resolved. It's fine. Um, let's talk about Scott Atkins. Woo-hoo. Let's talk about Scott Atkins because well, once Yay. Colin. 
what, what Chris Collins gets defeated in, in the movie because, you know, uh, Ip Man's undefeatable. Uh, we, uh, Scott Atkins goes on some sort of strange... I think this part's really strange. I think Scott Atkins' character is just all overall strange. Uh, early on, it didn't seem like he knew how to fight. No, uh, like well, it's early Scott Atkins, on. so I kind of, kind of just right. like suspended my disbelief. I'm like, oh, of course he can fight. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but he deferred a lot to that Colin character. Yeah, that's true. And that's then all true. of a sudden, he's like, I'm better, and I can kick mm-hmm. everybody's butt. Yeah, takes on the whole army, basically. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, um, I do find it a little bit weird that like, um, Scott Atkins goes on this petty personal vendetta against all of kung fu the kung fu world it doesn't make much sense to me like he would do that uh, like even though he's like oh i need to make sure you know uh the person who was responsible for my instructor getting hurt gets his revenge but i don't i feel like that doesn't make sense something something about this doesn't mm-hmm. add up it's like why would he go on a personal vendetta to jeopardize his own um it's because he's a racist. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, this, uh, sure. But it's sure. not that, enough motive. It's not enough motive. No, yeah, like there's the motive doesn't make sense. It seems like he he's he um, goes over the heads of other authority figures in you know like you know, what was the Becky's father whatever INS you, yeah the INS he goes basically over immigration and he, immigration yeah immigration he goes over them to be like I need to personally beat up this guy. Um, which leads us to our next or penultimate fight scene where he's beating up uh, or he's fighting the Wan um, character, uh, the Tai Chi master. Um, I was surprised where this, the direction of this fight went because, uh, you know, the, the Tai Chi master seemed like he was getting the upper hand. Right. Um, oh, what, but, you know, there was a scene prior to this where it kind of established Scott Atkins as a fighter where he goes to the uh, the PBA or the CBA CBA, CBA. Mm. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking the wrong thing <laughs> wrong association <laughs> uh, he goes to the Filipino <laughs> no I was gonna say Patrolman's Benevolence Association sure Popo <laughs> the Popo uh, he goes to the um, he goes to the Chinese Association he beats everyone up you know just to show off like he's he's intimidating he's 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 you know, he's swift. He you know, he's very aggressive and, and such. It's it's not a fight scene. It, it's just to show off what he can do. So we get our next fight, like we were talking about before, where he he is fighting uh, the Tai Chi master, the father. And um, this wasn't the direction I thought it would go, even though it was kind of spelled out for us. This would be exactly the way that it would go. Um, so he's fighting the Tai Chi master, and the Tai Chi master at first gets the upper hand. Not even upper hand. He's just he just finds that the you know Scott Atkins is very predictable. He he knows how to encounter him and such. You know he's blocking everything, dodging everything, and then at some point he just kind of starts losing, right. and I don't understand why. <laughs> it seemed like to me like an age muscle mass kind of thing, but mm-hmm. I don't know, or mainly an age thing possibly. Because mm. why so? why would he go from? Uh-huh. Doing well early on, so just losing all of a sudden. Yeah, it's like it wasn't spelled out. But if you had to infer something, mm-hmm. it would be that the age, the age the, thing. Yeah, younger, bigger. Uh, right. So that final fight, more stamina, maybe. Scott Atkins like shouldn't that. be able to adapt as well as the other guy, but he somewhat did or didn't. Maybe it was just an age thing. Maybe the earthquake did him in early. <laughs> <laughs> it just yeah, it didn't make sense. It's like. 
right. he showed off and then kind of took the, over. There was also like this weird change of heart moment where Miss, uh, Mr. Wan uh, kind of all of a sudden started realizing like I may be in my like self-doubting like his uh, moral kind of compass. Mm. And I kind of also inferred that maybe that was something because he lacked self-confidence in that moment mm-hmm. um, with his kind of like moral ground in how he was approaching everything. Mm-hmm. So when he finally fought Scott Atkins there, because like when you approach a fight, you have to have be confident in yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's you. That was portrayed. That was like one of the little subtle kind of. That's what it pants says this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of brought it back for me. And I was like, maybe that's what it is. You know, like he lost his confidence because he didn't believe in himself because of certain like social issues. Right. Well, the scene, I don't, I'm not going to talk about what actually happened. Yeah. But but like the scene before this, especially what happens with his daughter and he he, he, he reconciled What's the word I'm looking for? Fuck, I'm too many drinks. Reconciliation. Reconciliation between him and his his daughter and, you know, like kind of like seeing her way. Um, That, you know, it it would seem like it it, kind of adds closure to him and it would make him a better fighter. I I know that sounds stupid, but it it seems like the logical conclusion for his character that he would make him stronger. Honestly, if Ip Man wasn't in the movie and it was just him... You know, like taking on the final boss, this would have been that final end, uh, that that final fight scene, and you know it starts off strong for him, and then somehow he gets, you know, he doesn't get the upper hand anymore, and I feel like it wasn't spelled out clearly what the change was. You know, like we in, in past episodes we've kind of complained about this before. It's like when we see one person, especially the villain, t- has the upper hand and he's he's taking down the the protagonist. He's winning somehow. The main the the main protagonist needs to adopt some sort of change in strategy or approach something, just something in order to change it up so that he can defeat the the main bad guy. You mm-hmm. know, that's that's all it takes. In this fight, I, I can't tell what Scott Atkins... Obviously, he's it's the, the roles are reversed. He's the bad guy. But somehow, he's beating the Tai Chi Master. And I don't understand how. Something's missing there. Like He just starts beating him because he's stronger, maybe. I don't know. Better, faster, stronger. Yeah. But you know, I, I, what I did notice was that uh, Scott Atkins always had a retali- retaliation move for every punch or kick. Did you notice that? There's always some sort of jump cut. Yeah. As soon as like, yeah. like Scott Atkins gets punched in the face, Scott Atkins like also delivers some sort of sidekick to the to ribs, or he does some sort of flip kick yeah. to someone's face. Yeah. Like there's always like immediate jump cut, and to to prove that like he is he always knows some sort of retaliatory move. I don't. Eh. He's the perfect counter man. <laughs> He just always holds the triangle button. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or he's always blocking. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and this could kind of be said with the, the final fight in the movie where, where Ip Man shows up to, to avenge what happens to the Tai Chi Master. And this is the, we're finally at the final fight. Um, and su- surprisingly, Ip Man... Uh, like we were saying before, doesn't have the upper hand the entire film, uh, the entire fight. In fact, he has he is the underdog throughout ninety percent of the fight. 
And it's actually kind of shocking because uh, compared to the previous films that we were talking about before, you know, like, he is so frail now that he he can't he is he he seems like a pale imitation of what he used to be. Mm-hmm. But that's that's it's it's played up um, to to show uh, how far he's come from the, the beginning of the series where he's basically beating up ten people at once. And now he can't take on one guy, um, and it's 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 kind of sad, you know. Like I, I'm trying to like remember how I felt when I was watching it, you know, in theaters. Like how 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 bittersweet it is to see like this guy at this point in, in this stage in his life, uh, and he can't take on this one guy who you know, like, even though he's he's aggressive, he he's you know he's just one thug, you know. Like in in his prime, he would have been able to like destroy him easily. And um, but like in terms of core, like that's where the drama is. But in terms of the choreography, I think that uh, Donnie Yen, you know, like he, uh, you know, Donnie Yen and Scott Atkins, like they 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 did a fantastic job. You they mesh well. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. Like it's Scott Atkins in general, like you know, he's he's fantastic. You know, he's he's always on point with his choreography. He's he shows off how how athletic he is and such. Um, I think Wilson Yip, you know, did, did a fantastic job, like showing off, like how how amazing he is athletically. Um, I don't actually like besides those compliments I can give to it. I don't have much to say about this, the final fight. Uh, I'm, it's a it's the final fight in the movie. Like you know who's gonna win, and like spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, like that's that's my overall sentiments of the final fight of the movie. I went on a rant, uh, a rant for too long. You guys, what do you guys think? What about you, Rob? You want to add these last to two that? fights? Your opinion <laughs> in terms of this fight, the final boss. Not really much. The Bowser. Bad, to be honest with you, I'm trying to think. Me and my, we'll, my dog. kind of summed it up pretty well right there. <laughs> <laughs> I just spoke for everybody. I'm gonna cover no, all no, the bases. No, no. If you guys have anything to add to that, I'd love to hear it. I mean, there's really not much to say. It's uh, yeah, you're you're on the nose there, and uh, no, it's 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 really more just about opinions of, of film rating like how would you would rate the film at this point i would like to add one thing at the end of the sure. fight after he defeats the boss uh the folks the military folk clap mm-hmm. for him right kind of reminiscent of the whole russians and rocky where they oh my god clap for him. you you I, have no idea what you just you did have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> as someone who That's hasn't like, seen the other movies I can't wait for you to listen to this podcast episode again. This is a theme we've brought up before. Uh, I feel like this has happened a few times. I've, I've, <laughs> I've said a few other things. You guys are like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what it kind of seemed like. They finally start clapping and it's mm-hmm. like, right. if you can do it, I can do it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I can't wait. You, you watch the other movies and then come back to us. You, you let us know what, like what you think of that whole Rocky thing. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> only thing I will add is Ipman kind of brings back his uh, main move where all of a sudden his opponent's down on the ground or in a compromised position and he starts fucking boxing him to death. Oh, the multiple punches are yeah. awesome. Yeah. Man, it's, I, just, it's, I almost it's said that. It's been done better. 
It's done been, been done better. Years. It's been that was cool. what was it twice or three times in this film? Mm-hmm. I think at least two, maybe three. I don't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. And one of the times that he's done it in the final fight, and it's one of those things. But <laughs> the way it's portrayed in this film is like they're almost soft. They're like love taps, you know. And it's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's really cool yeah. when it's cut right. And the the, um, the directing goes just perfect, and then the editing goes perfect, and you kind of portray it in the right light. Yeah. Um, I didn't think they did such a good job here in this uh, in this moment in this fight. Um, and then the other thing was, ah, uh, shit, I just blanked. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I will say, um, well, if you can remember it, yeah. Um, I might as well bring my point across. Uh, I find it kind of uh, out of character the way that Donnie Yen defeats Scott Atkins. I'm not gonna say what it, how he does it, but I find it uh, yeah right. I find it very brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Rob, you haven't seen the previous movies. Like it, yeah. it doesn't seem like something Donnie Yen or, or sorry Ip Man would have done to any other character. Like yeah, Ip Man beats up other characters. But for what he does to Scott Atkins, I think it's a little excessive. He's dying. He doesn't care anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, oh, man. That's even worse. <laughs> uh, no, but I think it's also like a it's weird the, thing where they, I think, put more gratuitous blood in this one than they Well, we also saw boobs in the movie. So, we, mm, no, it's, it's, hey, very, it's very rated it's R. It's a different world. Yeah. <laughs> What's for that one shot? Um, you know, <laughs> they're they're growing. <laughs> You mean the boobs? No, my penis. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. brother's right here. <laughs> no, so one of the other things in the final fight, if I recall, oh, I can't even recall which fight it is now. Basically, Scott Atkins does a jump kick mm-hmm. where he double kicks mid-flight mm-hmm. somebody in the fucking head, and yeah. I think it might have been Ipman or it might have been Master Wan. I just don't remember. Um, and it was like, wait a minute, did that just happen? Like, it was such a cool, quick thing that only lasted maybe like two, three whole seconds. Right. Um, and I was just like, okay, that's impressive. Because, like, when you watch these movies, you're like, okay, here's like the mundane kind of choreography. Like, we go through the motions, like, we're going from point A to point B to point Z eventually. And then it's like, okay. Where are the where are the like cool outstanding kind of choreography moves? Right. Where are they? And that was one of them. Right. And I I really enjoyed that. But overall, as far as choreography and moves, it wasn't outstanding. Yeah, you you have a point there. Well, that's the thing. Like the physical feats come from like really impressive choreography um, and, and like physical feats. But you know, Donnie and one as the actor and also two because like the character is older and he's Donnie's 79 so. yeah like the the, the, the person right or, yeah <laughs> he shows he's doing pretty well for a 79 year old um you know like they, they can't do as you know as many physical feats as they used to do so you know and like it's there's only so much you can do I'm like, i like i actually was counting on scott atkins yeah because scott atkins is scott atkins and he's fucking amazing but he's also the villain, so I actually you can't you shouldn't be yeah, rooting yeah. for him too much because you're like he's the villain. I don't know if I want to be rooting for someone. No, like but he he's the be. one that pulls off the good moves. 
Of, yeah, of yeah. course. Like, for non-stop, sure. Nonstop. Nonstop. Right, right. I mean, like... And, and they're limited Donnie. because mm-hmm. of story. Right, right. It's like, of course. He's like, he has to be the one who loses in the end. He, he does great. Uh, I do find it... Like, like I was saying before, it's annoying that he always has a retaliatory move. It's <laughs> like, you know, like, you ever play, like, a RPG where you're, like, you fight someone and, like, fight an enemy and they always have some sort of counterattack? Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like I didn't know you had that. No. <laughs> like and that killed my my character. Man, I'm such a fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah. But what I mean, it's like it's it's like you 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 think that he's getting beat up and then in just one random jump cut, like Scott Atkins has some sort of random attack that like punches some guy in the face yeah, and yeah. they're both on the floor. It's like why does Scott Atkins always have some sort of counterattack? It's it's kind of uh, annoying. Um, and he does it so often that it gets repetitive. Yeah. Um, takes you out of it a little bit. Yeah. But you're right. There's no physical feats that Donnie Yen's character does. That's like super impressive. And for the context of the movie, that kind of makes sense because he's supposed to be in the sixties now or seventies. He can't be flying off of walls and jumping on tables. Yeah. 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 So he shouldn't be doing stuff like that. You know, and and I, I guess I kind of kind of close up this this review here um, with recommendations. With recommendations, but also to kind of cap off what you said, um, I kind of view the Men series more of as a drama than action series. I actually like the stories behind them a lot, with the exception of the second one. But um, you know, like I. I think the action's more like the like the the, the dressing over the the, the, the drama because like if you took down out all the action, I'd still like the stories a lot. I think the characters are interesting. I like it's weird. It's such a weird mesh of things because Ip Man himself is should potentially be such such a boring character because he's infallible. He is perfect. Mm-hmm. He has n- like no direct drama like revolving his character, but all the drama happens around him. So in theory, he should be such a boring person. But I think you know the the stories that are written around him are are done adequately enough that I actually am interested in him. Um, and it man four caps that all off this this one is definitely the least action heavy compared to the yeah, sure. other ones now uh, in terms of what Ip man does and i'm okay with it i think it's fine would you recommend let's let's circle around i don't know i want to hear what your brother has to say because yeah. uh, as your first time viewing uh and i know we talked ad nauseum about Ip man and you're probably like, what the hell are Ip Man 1, 2, and 3? <laughs> I enjoyed it for the plot line itself. Like mm-hmm. you said, the drama. So mm-hmm. whether there's a lot of action or not, I think the movie stands pretty well. Okay. All right. Well, nice and succinct. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the action, though? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, if you want to dip it up into like characters, like Bruce Lee versus like Ip Man and... Like, right. Like who did I like it. Donnie Yen's action scenes, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Lee's, but I do agree with you where you said he should have been a little bit more uh, powerful mm-hmm. considering the legend around him. <laughs> right. Um, I also say a lot of shit, so you don't Yeah. <laughs> I actually like the cheerleaders fight scene. She kind of kicked some butt before <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 a yeah. dozen of them f- finally attacked her, but she mm-hmm. was holding her own for a while. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
considering she doesn't enough. considering she doesn't even like care about practice right so right. that was kind of cool for me i thought yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's like the true lesson of martial arts like even if you're not completely into it you can always use something to kind of it's your advantage and to defend yourself yeah. no matter what right right mark what do you think um the movie overall it's mm, average plot mm-hmm. pretty good um, you guys, you guys just came back from watching Parasite, so this is probably like no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I actually formed this opinion before I even went into the theater for Parasite, mm-hmm. so um, I kind of already made up my mind as soon as I finished it. Man, uh, overall average, um, great, uh, great plot in certain moments, mm-hmm. a little overdone in others, but. Overall, just really good movie in terms of plot. Um, action could have done better, mm-hmm. uh, which I've mentioned before. I mean, but I'll agree with you. He's winding down. Mm-hmm. He's getting older. He's dying. Um, we're, we're talking about It Man, right? Not Donnie Yen? He, he, I mean, both. Kind of. <laughs> we're all dying, essentially. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um so, I mean, you kind of have to expect maybe a little bit less action or maybe a little more reserved action, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. Right. Um, but it's, it's just a good kind of lay of the line film. It's a good send-off. Yeah. Even yeah. though I haven't yeah. seen any of them. It, right. yeah. it just seems so like that. Normally, yeah. the three questions we ask are, is the movie good? Is the action good? Is it worthy of watching the whole film versus just watching the fight scenes on YouTube? But for this episode, I think the fourth question we have to tack on is, is this a worthy send-off for the series? Because this is definitively... It, it feels very definitively... They better not fucking add another one. Well, let's like go with the one, last Let's one go with one-word answers then. Will, yes or no? Wait, which one? Uh, the, the send-off. The send-off one? Um, I think it's... One word. <laughs> <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> yes. No, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I struggle with that one. Yeah, Rob? yes. It is a good run. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As this has only been the first movie. <laughs> yeah, for, see, for, no, no. We'll have to rephrase that one for you. But uh, Mark, what do you think? Yes. yes, no, yes no, okay. I agree. No, I like the you... summary in the, in the end, kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, without ruining it, I think it's just there was kind of like a summary at the end, mm-hmm. past like flashbacks. Oh, the flashbacks, right, yeah, right. yeah. So yeah. that was kind of cool. Sure, I mean, I'm sure you didn't understand the context behind it, but no. you, you understood. You probably yeah. understood, like, oh, those are from the previous movies. For you, the question would be, would this compel you to watch the previous movies? Yes, and then, very much so. I'm definitely, okay. I'm definitely gonna watch it. All right, and then I guess down the line would be like, does watching the fourth one first ruin the experience for you? I don't think it I does. I don't think it, you don't think it. I don't would? think it like should. try to put yourself in the Hopefully shoes of someone not. No, no, because it's no. about the journey more than it is about the, sure. you know, right. um, and you kind of know what's gonna happen, but it's just a nice send off. Mm-hmm. Um, and even as Rob being a first time viewer of the series. Um, it's he kind of gets that vibe too. So it's like they've done what they kind of set out to do. Right. Okay, that's fair. And there can't be another sequel, right? I mean, he's he's it's better not. He's I passed, probably they he's probably do more spinoffs, but probably not. I mean, with sequel. movie magic, they can always do something oh, stupid. Please don't, please don't do this. <laughs> but why? Like he's dead. Well, Don, well yeah. Donnie also said he was the last 
my time doing the character and it'll be like Ipmon legacy the bruce lee story and it'll be like bruce lee just doing wing chun or something like it'll be something ridiculous yeah there there is something sad about the fact that this is Yen ending the character for him at least because you know this is his defining his role and also it's like ending a generation of kung fu films uh you know like uh, coming from him at least he, he was he was one of the, he did have a late renaissance you know compared to his peers like jackie or Jet Li or you know et cetera, et cetera. um but you know the fact that he has to give it up you know because you know age and you know his health yeah you know like good for him but you know it's kind of sad because we we're, we don't have that many left actually you know what he might come back in so if they do more master z and then he comes in every so often as a cameo character from the grave no 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 <laughs> because it'll technically be a prequel to the fourth which would just be like the second or th- no the third movie and <laughs> post third movie or another expendables or something <laughs> <laughs> we should review kung fu gently is <laughs> sylvester Stallone. actually the the moment that's that out for me most as like a finality to the series even though i haven't watched the other ones uh-huh. was when he asked his son to tape him well oh, right. that you may not get mm-hmm. um so ipman during the final um let's call it months of his life yeah um he made a video of him practicing on the dummy mm-hmm. and there's real documented footage this is right. that footage so that was kind of like a reference to that saying i'm still able to do martial arts the cancer may spread i may not be as strong to do this anymore i want you to capture me still at my like most viable that's what i took but then also like but i may not do this again yes yeah i may not be able to this is a very depressing episode. It is. We, we said the word cancer like 50 times throughout the episode. I'm going to go cry and smoke a cigarette in honor of it. Man.